What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to recap week eight of the NFL and happy Halloween to everybody out there. If you're not watching on YouTube or just listening, go to youtube.com, type in Totally Blitz Podcast, come watch the Halloween episode. We kind of fitted, some not, some are. Kevin over here rocking the mean Joker fit. But as always, go down, like and subscribe, comment your thoughts on week eight. And let's get into this. I'm Paul Pickawinum, and I'm joined with. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you already know it's your boy, Kev. Waterboy Savoy, a.k.a. the Don P.I.E. But on Halloween, you could just call me Mr. J, you feel me? <laughs> hey, Paul, I ain't going to lie to you. This shit is hot as hell. I don't know how long this is going to last. But at the moment, let's ride. Let's ride. How do you feel about this Sunday, man? Sunday was well, good. First, you said your Dolphins got the dub. Y'all boys sound good. I wish I got one of those. So anytime we get the dub on Sunday, it's always a good Sunday with me. Mm, it was nice. That shit sounds nice. I'm mad. I'm so bittersweet for my for the L that we caught this week. Because you know how I like that boy Will Levis. But why he had to do it to us? <laughs> First career start, too. That boy looked kind of nice. I mean, D-Hop had him looking like a god out there. No cap. The first one, I would say, was D-Hop. But the, his other three touchdowns was like wide open, booty naked, streaking. Nah, for real. Nah, the second one, I definitely would have given to D-Hop, too. The second one, because that boy definitely hit the nice-ass little um, post. And he got that bitch. But what you how, what's your favorite thing about the Halloween time since it's that Halloween era? Man, just the costumes be fine, the Halloween parties be fine, and just like it gives everyone a reason to kind of go back to like being the kid type shit. Like, you know, just good vibes all the time. But <laughs> I don't know if we ever did, but I don't know. I remember going to Halloween parties, but I don't remember ever celebrating Halloween. So this is why, I, like, I low-key had to come through with the costume. I got to get my money's worth. But this Sunday was a good Sunday. I don't think it was crazy, crazy epic. I feel like there are a lot of close games, especially at 1 o'clock. But um, I don't think it was, like, a crazy, crazy epic Sunday. But, like, this was a good Sunday. I don't know. I think there were some big moments. I mean, there were some games you knew was going to happen, but, like, there, there were some crazy. We'll get into it. Like, the 4 o'clock games in particular, there was some crazy shit. Say less, man. How'd you do on the bets? Betting wise, um, well, with the Chargers, the game's finishing up right in front of us right now. They continue what they're doing. Best bets, not the best week. We went two, three, and one. We had a push with the Browns at plus four. They lost by four. But then the the prop bets, I killed it. Um, I went twelve and oh no, eleven and six right now. This fucking extra extra five units on the bets right there, like eleven and six is like if I can do that every week, bro, we're having a good ass time. I was say that's some top, that's some profitable, that's some profitable numbers right there. Yeah, and uh, I'm none that were really like. There's a couple bad beats, like um, not really bad beats, but like fucking Derek Carr interception, he didn't get one, but there's a couple iffies. Kendrick Bourne didn't go over four and a half catches, but he got hurt in the third quarter with three catches, and it was looking like he was on his way. And then just the Cam Akers over 30 rushing yards, he had 20. He was sitting – like they didn't stop using him in the fourth quarter. Like, there was a couple of things where, like, 
I was looking good until it didn't happen. <laughs> no, that's a buzz. So the bets went straight. How we do on the picks? Picks, you won. There's another week, Kev wins. Uh, without the Monday night football game, he's sitting at nine and five on the week straight up. I'm at seven and seven. We still got Monday night football. We both went with the Lions. So uh, hopefully I go eight and seven. You go 10 and five. But another good week for you. Me, I could definitely, I have some better weeks ahead of me. <laughs> hey, man, that shit is fucking fire. I'm not gonna lie. There were some games that had me looking like what the the. Let me pull up which games, but what games are we talking first, big dog? Oh, let's go straight down the slate. On the I'm looking at ESPN right now. First game on the board: the Jets beating the Giants, and it went to overtime. 13-10, Jets beat the Giants in overtime. Greg Deleg kicks the field goal. They win the game. It was kind of – this was a – I think they had – what was it? Something insane. Where it was? I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. 15 punts at halftime combined. The most since 2000. And it wasn't much offense in the second half either. Uh, Tyrod Taylor getting hurt. DeVito coming in. First time ever playing in the NFL. Giants in the game with negative eight passing yards. And yet they still end up going to overtime. They, this is definitely a game they should have lost. Uh, Give me just look at the stats and the box score. Zach Wilson, a couple fumbles. Arguably the ugliest game on the slate. Oh, by far the most disgusting. I think they actually ended up with like 27 punts on some crazy shit or something like that. Or I think the record was 27 punts and they were trending that way, especially with um a whole entire half of overtime to go. But this game was so funny to me because it was the um, it was it was theirs to lose. I feel like the Giants or the Jets, the motherfucking um, the Giants. I know the Giants took the lead, but they just couldn't. I I felt like it was more of the Jets game to lose just because the Giants weren't getting no yards. Like they just kept. Like Zach, at least with the at least with the Jets, you could pass the ball forward. See, if I had my motherfucking ESPN popping up, that shit. Oh, here it goes. But no, nah, I think what got me was the fucking penalties in the um, the overtime, and I was just like, oh well, there's this is this is this is how y'all niggas lose. Yeah, and um. It was just like DeVito gets the one rushing touchdown, but I'm just saying like negative eight passing yards. There's no way you should win this game, let alone even be in the game. Like negative eight passing yards, you should be getting blown out. Even with a Zach Wilson led offense, it should be like 28 to, to zero at that, like stats like that. There we go. Nah, no rap cap. So like you're looking at, I thought the Giants could have at least done something in overtime because when they got the um, ball, because when they got the ball, um, when they got the ball first, you're just thinking like, oh, okay. But then I'm thinking like, oh, these guys kind of lit. This shit might be like quick little field goal or something like that. Nah, fuck all that. And then you're coming down the Jets. They get the motherfucking um. They get the two um. They get the two pass interferences. Was I can't remember the first one was a pass interference, but the two penalties. And then they literally get they literally go all the way down. They literally get both of the last penalty. I think was on the what like the ten or the eleven. Yeah, like Dory Denver. Jackson. Yeah, damn near and damn near a field, damn near in range, damn near in um in 
already in the red zone type shit. So when I saw that, I was like, well, at least my Jets pick, at least my motherfucking Jet pick, Jets pick one, because this game was too close for comfort. I thought having Sauce Gardner back wasn't going to be a motherfucking huge-ass deal. But, like, the deep, the offense, Def Dines' offense definitely didn't score, but, like, the Jets couldn't do much. And I feel like they were doing some powerful plays. Like, even that play on that got called a penalty when Garrett Wilson got the first down, when, like, he caught that bitch, fell, got the fuck back up and pushed and pushed his way back to the first down. You're like, okay, this Jets team is trying to motherfucking win more than anything. Yeah, and the other big thing was uh, the Giants were in the driver's seat to win it. They kicked the field goal with, like, 20, 30 seconds left. They missed the field goal. They give the ball back to the Jets. The Jets make uh, a – they get the first down, and it's a penalty. Stop. The clock is stopped. They're already in field goal range. But then they run another ball with no timeouts left, and Zach Wilson gets back up to the line after making a completion, and with one second left, he spikes it to set up the the, the field goal to tie the game. And I was like, that that was the only part of the game where the Jets' offense so good. Now that shit is dangerous, but hey, man, at least they won this motherfucker. The battle of the um, the battle of the Meadowlands, the battle of New York. Jets got that bitch <laughs> with no Aaron Rodgers. No way, Ron. And he looked good throwing some passes before game. But next game on the slate, Dolphins winning 31-17 over the Patriots. Tua throwing dimes. Um, Ramsey getting the almost pick six, uh, jumping over his own player, going out of bounds. Honestly, if he, if he cuts inside, he might take that all the way. Patriots made some good second-half adjustments to limit our offense, but then in the fourth quarter when we need to make plays, Bradley Chubb making plays, Jalen Phillip making plays, fucking two on the offense, Jalen Waddle making plays. Like even Chase Claypool was catching a couple passes out there. It was kind of crazy. And uh, we covered the spread. Big great teams covered spreads. It was nine points. Never in doubt. I felt like two a six and zero against Bill Belichick in his career. Now that's a crazy stat. I would I would definitely say never in doubt. But I will say that this this um this this Patriots team came up came trying to win type shit like when they got the early turnover and motherfucking um Mac Jones I was telling I was because I said that on the podcast I was like bro this isn't a team you like to turn the ball over against and when they got the early turnover they looked like they was trying to beat you I ain't gonna lie to you probably but then Tua got comfortable motherfucking and once I seen him throw that um touchdown to Tyreek Hill and Tyreek. Tariq literally burnt two dudes in double coverage. I was like, oh. And it was a dime. 40-yard in the bread basket. You just, you just look at that shit like, yeah, it's going to be one of those games. So shout out y'all for motherfucking figuring out the way to beat the motherfucking Patriots anytime you get a chance. But did you see the little jit that was dressed as, um, as Coach McDaniels? Yeah, he was clean. That shit was adorable. He did a little run against the camera and all that. I was like, oh, them boys, fuck. And I would say everyone kept giving us hate because, oh, who have you beat? Who have you beat? Like, this Patriots team has beaten the Bills earlier this year. Um, the Broncos, we'll get into it later, have beaten the Chiefs pretty handedly this this week. And, like, it, any given Sunday, some your team can lose. Like, I hate when people are starting to, like, try to knock off teams. It's You know, sometimes in boxing you see it. It's like, well, who has he beat? Who has he beat? You can make that point. But it's like, look at how they're beating them, though. Like, these are solid, handily wins. These aren't little close-ass games. 70-point wins type shit. Yeah. But um, 
I look at you guys and you guys just lost the two big games that we that that's it. Like y'all just lost the big games that you played so far, you lost them. Like and they were close games both times. Well, maybe not the Bills, but with the Eagles, it was a close ass game, which is the Eagles are still seven to one right now. So I got nothing but respect for y'all for y'all team. And I think y'all I'm just more shook at the fact that Tyreek Hill has a thousand yards in eight games. Yeah. First player in Super Bowl era, do it. He was talking about how he wants two bands, and I'm just like, he just might do that. And the crazy thing is he might be able to get two bands within 16 games, so you can't even say it's because he had an extra game. Oh, that'd be five if he did that. But, I, yeah, that makes sense because I doubt that they play him in the last game either. Next game on the slate, Steelers losing at home 10-20 to 20 against the Jaguars. Um. Steelers' offense looked pretty pretty bad. Uh, Kenny Pickett left the game with a rib injury. Mitch came in at halftime. Mitch tried to do his best, but, like, I don't have the stats in front of me, but Kenny had less than 100 yards. Mitch, I think, had less than 100 yards. The run game, I think the leading rusher had, like, 18 yards. Uh, like, does all around. Their defense kept them in this game as long as they could and kept it a ball game for as much as they could. But the Steelers couldn't put anything together to, to, to win this game. No, that shit was crazy watching this game. I had to throw my mask back on because the Jaguars were thieves this entire game. Bro, did you know the Jaguars have 18 turnovers this season? I've taken yeah. I've 18, 18 takeaways. I heard them say it on the um on, on the game when I was watching it. And I believe it because they have it to get a lot of takeaways. But that shit is crazy. And that's what is I feel like every time we saw this um this game pop up on the red zone, it would be the Jaguars. It would just be Jaguars plays. We got to see no Steelers offense slightly. And and then motherfucking Kenny Pickett getting hurt and them throwing Mitch Trubisky in is like fuck. That's just insult to injury now. And the only positive play, I mean, Deontay Johnson was cutting up. I had him over four and a half catches. He got eight. Easy. Uh, but George Pickens, did you see his touchdown? It was like a nice little slant route and then two defenders, and he jumps over one while breaking the tackle of the other one. Like, it was kind of like because they're coming at like a diagonal angles, and one has one leg, and he's like jumping and he jumped over the dude and broke broke the tackle and got the touchdown. That was how his touchdown came about. And I was like, Oh, he's a dog. Yeah, he, he is. But I was just like, he, you have to do all that just for them to do something. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, well, we'll see. Just because we'll see how to move forward. Kenny Pickett hurt. Again, rib injury. We'll see what happens with him, but even without him, this offense just looks so bad that like their defense can only do so much, and eventually defenses give up. Like they, enough bad games, and they they kind of they're tired and gassed, and they don't want to keep doing it. No, that's real. And the thing about this shit is, there's a lot of rib injuries this week. Same thing with Tyrod Taylor, and Tyrod Taylor shit was bad. Like he was like literally looking like he was having trouble breathing. Yeah, no rib injuries, motherfucker. Yeah, bro. I heard when you hurt your ribs. It, like my coach hurt his ribs one time um while we were wrestling, and he was like, "Yeah, man, like you can't even like you can't even you know when you shit and you push it out, couldn't even do that. You can't even do that, man. That that shit hurt. That shit hurt too much." <laughs> Next game on the slate from one quarterback injury to I mean from one two quarterback game to another two quarterback game. 
Falcons losing to Tennessee Titans 23-28 in Nashville. Lou Levis gets his start, throw four touchdowns in his rookie start. I'll give it to him. That's fucking crazy. They gave they put out the stack head. I don't even saw he has more passing touchdowns in this game than Tannehill has all season. Uh like the question comes now, like if Tannehill's healthy next week, like do do you just keep do you just keep Will Levis out there? D Hop catching three of them touchdowns himself. Desmond Riddler is kind of the other story. He gets benched at halftime. He gets the concussion protocol. He clears concussion protocol. They decide now nah, we're gonna put Heineke in there. Heineke looked good for a little bit. Like it was offense was moving. Um uh Riddler fumble again. I think they said it like seven or eight uh turnover uh seven or eight turnovers for him in the last three or four weeks. Like that's just that's an insane number. Bro, they be crazy because they be fumbles. Like, bro, what you doing? But I mean, you can make excuses, but this game was close. I mean, me personally, that first D hop touchdown, he literally he literally like gave bro a hug, whispered in his ears, and then make create a separation for the play. So like the I guess but I guess the refs ain't call it. Second touchdown by D Hop, good touchdown. Um the third touchdown, why the fuck was he that open? And who was it that so it last? Was it the tight end? Nico Westbrook, the other wide receiver. Yeah, so like I mean, I'm not mad. At the fact that I thought we had a top 10 defense and we didn't look too top 10 today. But I do respect the fact that we stayed close. Do you like uh, moving forward? Do you like Taylor Heineke takes the helm next week? He he is a gamer. Uh, nah, I, I, I say we could just keep running with Ritter. Why not? The only thing I have a Riddler is not just the yard because I'll give him credit with the yards. He started getting more yards, but now it is just a turnover issue. Like you can't, you got to be more. That that's the golden goose. Yeah, in fact, you do got to figure that out because seven eight turnovers is crazy, and like three fumbles, like against the Bucks, it was like three fumbles in one game. Like it's kind of crazy. And in the week before that, I think it was the week he threw three interceptions. Yeah, we gonna get that figured out. Give us some time. Next game on the slate, Panthers beating the Texans 15-13. to This game was a nail-biter, coming all the way down to Eddie Pinero's field goal to win the game, back and forth. On the third drive. <laughs> on the third drive, multiple flags. Um, <laughs> it's even hitting the fucking backup quarterback that was holding the ball. Um, but th- this was a close game. It was, it was a good – no offense really did anything. A couple big goal line stops by defenses. Bryce, Bryce Young gets his first career NFL win, and it's against the number two pick, C.J. Stroud, and that's going to be the headline everyone takes. Oh, for sure. I'm shocked that we didn't take the headline. But it was crazy the fact that um the Panthers were able to do that because I felt like this entire game they just kept fighting, kept fighting, kept fighting. So, and I got to see, what's Thielen have, like 66 yards, no touchdown? Yeah, like five or six catches for like 60 yards. Not bad day. But he didn't – Bryce Young didn't have to rely on him. Hell, yeah. But, mother – so I respect it. But how the fuck did this fucking Panthers defense score twice on this Texans defense? 
So that was the big thing to me is like this Panthers defense is actually standing up for themselves. Like they're actually playing up to what we thought they were when we started the season and they weren't just letting teams walk them down. And that, mm. was, the, that was the big difference maker. Like was their defense was standing tall. CJ Stroud only had a hundred and like 70 yards or something. They, they played really good. Oh, wow. That's amazing. But, Shout out fucking the Panthers for getting their fucking first win. Now you guys are like, you guys are still bottom of the division, but at least you guys can say y'all want, y'all got to win now. I don't know what they're doing, but it's crazy that like, I thought this was going to be the game that CJ Stroud goes crazy. And it's like, you like you said, the defense was holding shit down. 140 yards, 16 for 24. And they sacked him twice. I'm just saying. I was expecting him to go insane. Next game. This game, I, I want to get a little credit for. I think I have to nail on the head. The Cowboys beating the Rams 43-20. to 20. I said they would dominate all three sides of the ball. I didn't get the special teams touchdown, but you got the defensive touchdown bland. That's his third pick six of the year, which is nuts. Special teams gets a block, uh, a block punt that turns into a safety. They almost take that safety punt back for a touchdown. They get stopped on, like, the 20-yard line. Uh mm-hmm. Dak throwing four touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb puts up 41 points for my fantasy team. I think he had like 11 catches, 100-something yards, two touchdowns. Like, just ass-whooping. Now, his new name is TD Lamb, per the, um, the Cowboys on Twitter. Uh, and I, I like it for him. Not just because I, I be rooting for the Cowboys for my dad, but – I like it for him because there are so many people, media people, that were talking about he's not a wide receiver one. We were even like, he he's not too good at that. And, like, if he continues to play like this, that's a motherfucking wide receiver one. Nah, for real. I mean, I think he's going into the road quite. He's not transitioning to the road. But the, like we said, man, the Cowboys get, get motherfuckers that's not supposed to be in the room with them up out of there. When it was 33 to 3 before halftime, I was just like, oh, it's one of those games. And you hit it better than anybody when you said they was going to kill him in all three stages. And I was just watching this shit like, wow. And if, do we get any updates about uh, Matthew Stafford's hand? No, but his thumb injury, um, he didn't finish this game. Another quarterback they are going to have to pay attention to. Like, the, the quarterbacks were dropping like flies this week. This was a very big week on injuries to quarterbacks. Yeah, it's crazy. And this is the first, this is like a big um contract year, like in the sense that like a lot of people got paid. And they might not be hurt per se, but like it's crazy. Yeah, and the next game we're gonna talk about is also a contract year for Kirk Cousins. They get Vikings win 24 to 10 against the Packers, but at what cost? Because Kirk Cousins torn Achilles, he's gonna be done for the season, contract year, never been hurt before. Um all the money on the table, like this is for someone like Kirk. I feel for him because contract year, never been hurt before. Now he's got to deal with this. He's at the tail end of his career, where who knows if he even wants to come back from a rehab and run it back. And if he does, what's the offer look like? Does he get disrespected? Does he not? Like who knows? And now the Vikings are kind of in scramble mode. They. I mean, it looked like they were probably going to get in the position to start selling when they started one and four. But now they got to figure something out. 
But now they got to figure something out. They brought him back. Kirk brought him back. That four and four, four and fucking four, and he was balling. Second in passing yards, top five in passing touchdowns. People said he couldn't do it without Jay Jettas. You know he, he did. figured it out. Yeah, he figured it fucking out and made that off. And he had one hiccup, one bad game, and people wrote him off. And he then he went back and threw three seventy against the uh, against the Forty ers And he won in prime time. Followed but up. it's crazy. It's it's crazy. I was low key tripping about the timing of the play when it happened because it was like, damn, bro, like thirty nineteen. Y'all couldn't run that bitch. See, I do agree with you to an extent because it is third and nineteen. Just, but it happened so quick. He hiked it, took his drop back, then took two steps forward into the pocket, and then kind of collapsed. Mm -hmm. At that point. I thought he got sacked, and then all of a sudden you see the replays is in slow motion, all that. Like no one touches him. He hikes it, takes three steps back, pockets are closing up. He does the normal thing, the steps in and curl, and it kind of curls up, and then this leg, leg just goes, and it was like non-contact injury. And this is a point where you all, you still the game wasn't put away either. That was the other thing. Like they had just. Um, the Packers had just almost scored a touchdown and then they scored a touchdown. So like the Packers offense was moving and it was, uh, so it wasn't completely over. Like it, the fork wasn't in them yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I can respect it. And Kirk Cousins is also a warrior. Like the one thing no one ever gives him credit for is like, he puts his body on the line as much as any other guy. He, he just does it. Yeah. That's facts. I feel for him, though. Uh, Packers, their offense looked atrocious. Uh, I don't know if the Vikings' defense was really looking that well. They made that one big interception where they snatched the ball out of Watson's hand. Like, their their DB did what Jordan Addison did last week against the 49ers. Like, he just, give me that. That's mine. And <laughs> I don't know if the Packers' offense is just that bad. They didn't have a first down until they made that last halftime drive. That was their first first down of the game was drive at halftime for the field goal. Oh, wow. So, I don't know if the Vikings defense is playing better or if the Packers offense is really that bad. Like, that was a big a big question mark. I think it's a mix of both, 60-40. But, like, the fact that the Packers couldn't capitalize is kind of crazy because there was a couple situations where they had some good field position because I think they got a turnover before Kirk got up out of there. Yeah, there was a multiple turnovers. I think it was an interception and a fumble. Mm-hmm. Next game on the slate, Saints winning 38-27 to against the Colts. Col this game, I mean, the Colts are weird to me because they, they might really just be one of them people that just, like, every game is going to be fun. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of points for no reason whatsoever because both teams have good defenses. Yeah, and this shit just turns into um, yeah. Because it was everything was looking good till it didn't. Like Jonathan Taylor was completely back, nine touches, ninety yards. Uh, Saints hitting fifty yard touchdowns to Shahid Gardner Minshew coming down to Pittman and answering. Like they, 
not a defensive game at all. Very close back and forth. Then, like, Minshew throws the interception. Then the Saints go up by multiple touchdowns. Then the Colts make it close again. But the Saints do enough to win the game. But, like, this was honestly one of the funner games to watch this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was just shook at the fact that, like, I was so much of a believer in Minshew Mania. Like, I was screaming that shit, and I'm watching Alvin Kamara score his, like, 16-yard touchdown. Shahid would score the 50-yard touchdown. And I'm like, yo, this is a Derek Carr. I think probably, like, less than 60% right now. So this is kind of scary, the fact that he can torch his defense. That looked pretty relentless last week. And then Taysom Hill throwing a 44-yarder. That shit is crazy. And another game, these two games were kind of on the split screen for me. This one and this one was the Eagles versus Commanders, 38-31. And the Commanders must have got their fucking number at this point. It, it was it was came down to the wire. At, at halftime, it really looked like the Commanders were going to beat the Eagles. I don't know if I was seeing things, but Howell was cooking. He was 24-26 for two touchdowns, 240 yards at halftime. Hmm. He's a fucking animal. And they they honestly almost beat the Eagles again. Nah, literally, I don't know why these games are so close because they definitely was up at many important times. And I feel like they come into this game thinking like, yo, this team is beatable. I don't care what anybody says. Sam Howell, 397 yards and four TDs. Like, whoa. He did not get sacked. I think he might have got sacked later in the game. I could be wrong, but I just know – it was like middle of the third quarter, no sacks given up yet. 300 and something yards, 85% completion percentage. I was like, yo, Sam, Sam Howell is not the reason. It was until he threw the interception where then it was like, okay, Sam Howell might be the reason why we're losing now. But he was mm. the reason why we were losing whenever at, at halftime, 24, 26, two touchdowns, 200 and something yards. No, that shit is crazy. So shout out Sam Howell even though they lost, but the Eagles just continue to fuck shit up, even though even though they're playing closer games now. But the Eagles, like, A.J. Brown's catch on the sidelines was insane. The one-handed one, the, in the ends, the sidelines of the end zone. So, like... Nasty. Yeah, this Eagles team is fucking him. A.J. Brown but, broke the record. For most games in a row, he broke Calvin Johnson's record. He had a, uh, most games in a row with 125 yards with six. Damn. The record was five with Calvin Johnson. Now it's A.J. Brown with six. Mm. And counting. Because who's stopping that big motherfucker? Nah. And did you see the Devontae Smith touchdown with the blown coverage where he was just wide open? No, what happened? So the Washington's up, like, winning, and then I think this is the touchdown to tie it up in the third quarter. Blown coverage, no one on the back end. Devontae Smith's wide open, just catches the ball, walks in for a touchdown. And then the following, like, two plays later when Sam Howell threw the interception, that sets up the Eagles' second touchdown. And then they not second one, but to take the lead. And then that that's when the momentum shifted completely for the Eagles to take the lead. Yeah, I mean, this Eagles team is seven and one. They're number one in the 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 number one now because the Chiefs lost. So like, 
But I still feel like they're playing a lot of crazy close games from what I don't know what. But Jalen Carter is getting an MRI. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got hit it, so I want to see what this – I'm going to continue to stay tuned in with this Eagles team to see what they do. But, like, they got hitters. And then if you looked at the mic up last week, you just want to see a Super Bowl where it's Jalen Hurts versus Tua. Oh, I'm not mad with that. Mm-hmm. And, and they faked the tush push. They busted out for DeAndre Swift touchdown. Everyone faked, they faked the tush push. It was nasty. Next play on the slate, I mean, next game on the slate, Seahawks beating the Browns 24-20. to Seahawks getting the lead at the very last second. 38 seconds left on the clock. Jackson Smith and the Jibbo catches the nine-yard touchdown from Geno Smith. P.J. Walker, a couple interceptions. But, I mean, I want to say he looked terrible. The offense was moving down the field against the Seahawks throughout the whole game. Um, but those interceptions definitely were costly when you look back at it. But that's what you expect when you're playing P.J. Walker. The, the Browns' defense, once again, keeps this, kept this game where it was supposed to be. And the Browns, another game where this might just be like week in and week out with the Browns. Like, you're not going to beat them by more than seven points. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's looking like. The fucking – that last touchdown, though, from Geno to uh, – Nick Jigba? Yeah, Nick Jig <laughs> what you said. Motherfucking – that just showed that – bro, that, I love watching Geno playing a lot of times because he just shows that, like, yo, bro, I can, I can do this. Like, he doesn't really back down for moments. Even though he's not the best, he just looks so confident in everything he does. So them scoring that last touchdown was pretty fine. I was pissed that they got the touchdown because I took the Browns money line on top of um, I think the spread. I was sitting there looking pretty until the last 38 seconds. <laughs> not for real. Next game. Ravens beating the Cardinals 31 to 24. This was a ball game. Start to finish. Nah, for real. This was a real deal ball game. Cardinals scoring first. Joshua Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs might be the low key person to bet every week to score a touchdown, also. Because you're getting good odds as a quarterback running it in. And he's he's low key their best goal line option right now. Oh, for sure. We said this on the preview. Like, we were like, yo. Charles Dobbs is that sneaky motherfucker you want on your team right now. Yeah, I mean, um, Lamar Jackson, only 157 yards. He didn't look too hot. Gus Edwards, Gus the bus, three touchdown game, 80 yards. Definitely running back number one over there from what it looks like from moving forward also. But they squeak out a win against the Cardinals, 31-24. Wasn't his best game. Probably something you should have expected after the, the best game of their career against the Lions last week. Like, it probably wasn't going to be a week in, week out type of thing. Mm hmm I mean, i am got nothing but love for this Cardinals team because every time they get up and they go after it, nobody expects them to win, but they get in that bitch. They figure out a way to get in the end zone. Josh Dobbs, like you said. He's like an unsung hero. He's like a uns he's a sneaky, he's a sneaky prop for motherfucking 
for a touchdown every game because he figures out a way to get in that motherfucker. And the fact that even though even late in the game they were still scoring and they were trying to find ways to win, show me that this Cardinal team has a lot of fight left in them. They said Kyler Murray is still, I think, supposed to miss next week too. But I am getting I am getting a lot of respect for this Cardinal team that a Cardinals team that I thought was gonna be under fire. Well, they're gonna bring back Kyler Murray for what? Get his reps in, so that way that people start blaming him for shit again. <laughs> right, they're not gonna do daily squat, and then he's probably gonna tweak something going like three weeks into the season. Yep, most likely. Uh, but I mean, Ravens low key. What are they, what's the record saying now? Aren't they six? Uh, yeah, six and two. Mm-mm. Oh, um, yeah, and they don't. I don't know who's their next. What's their upcoming schedule? Uh, for the Ravens, I can pull up their schedule really quick. Yeah, they got the they got the Seahawks, the Browns, the Bengals, the Chargers, oh, that's and the schedule. Rams. Yeah, they got a decent little. They got some good defense, and they got to go. But I think most of them are at home, besides for the Chargers. And they usually so. always start off really good. That's something. Um, their trends like the first eight weeks, they're typically like. Round six and one, five and three, seven and uh, I mean six and two, five and three, seven and one. Uh, and yep. then the second half of the season is when Lamar gets hurt, and they just completely they go like two and six, and they're fighting for a playoff spot. Now you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> so we gotta see moving forward. Next game, the biggest. Sh- oh, you got something to say? I was gonna say they're still number one in their division, but like. If the Bengals keep keep um keep stringing along W's, man, I don't know. Yeah, the the lock that gave out preseason Bengals and Ravens top two in division. I mean, Browns are, are and Steelers aren't out of it technically, but everything trending wise, Ravens and Bengals is look pretty good. Ah, that shit is gonna hit. Broncos beating the Chiefs twenty four to nine in Denver. You see the fucking cowboy hat on my head. Never did I ever give up on them boys down in Bronco County. Ah, uh, we ride in Denver. But in all, all honesty, what was uh, your takeaway for this game? 24 to 9 was crazy. First off, I'm tired of them boys putting up that um putting up that graphic of Travis Kelsey with Taylor Swift there versus without need them boys to chill on that cuz that should be sending my light glass. But I just think this there was a lot of like there looked like there was like miscommunications a lot. I feel like there was a lot of just air throws. Maybe it was the Broncos defense giving great looks, so there wasn't much to do and much and a lot of confusion. But I genuinely feel like there was just like this this um Chiefs team just came out looking stale. There's a play where Patrick Mahomes like runs around and breaks probably like three or four tackles just to throw that bitch, just to throw that bitch away. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, five turnovers as a team. Um, oh, the turnovers was crazy. Two interceptions and a fumble from Patrick Mahomes. A couple fumbles from uh, MVS and uh, McCall Hardman as well. Just five turnovers was insane to even look at when I saw the stat pop up. And then Patrick Mahomes, fun fact, this was his worst day in fantasy football ever. I think he only put up like six points or something like that. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, this was his worst career day in fantasy football. <laughs> and his undefeated streak against the Broncos is over. 
tra- that's crazy. What were they at? Like sixteen games type shit. Something crazy, yeah. Like Mahomes was in his career like eight and zero or nine and zero against them, about to be ten and zero. No, that shit is crazy. I mean, the Broncos just got up for this game as well. I can't just give it all on the page on um Pat Mahomes and the boys looking just out of um out of the mode, out of shape. Nah, the Broncos did get up because they've scored putting up 24 on these boys. It's crazy. I understand a lot of it was good field position and taking advantage of the turnovers, but I was shook because at every any second of moment you were just waiting in this entire game, you're waiting for the Chiefs to just turn it up one time. No, nothing but field goals. Pat Mahomes, zero touchdowns. It's crazy. And then the next underdog to win, four o'clock for some dogs. Bengals 31 against the 49ers 17. Brock Purdy got the start. Brock Purdy looked pretty, eh, two interceptions, 365 yards and a touchdown. Joe Burrow, Joe Burr, Joe Cool, 283 yards, three touchdowns. Jamar Chase, the leading man, 100 yards, 10 catches, and a touchdown. Joe Mixon even getting into the mix with 87 yards and a touchdown and receiving work as well. Like, Kittle, big day, 150 yards. CMC, anytime touchdown score, lock it up. Multi-touchdowns for him. Uh, but with all that being said, the 49ers look pretty shitty against this Bengals squad. Like, the Bengals, you can, the stats don't tell the full story. Like, the Bengals dominated this game from start to finish. Literally, never. This is a game that was never in doubt, even though it was crazy close. And motherfucking Joe Burrow, just three touchdowns, looking looking like himself. He's getting he got all his receivers involved. I seen him throw it to T. Higgins, and I was like, wow, I think this might be the first T. Higgins highlight I've seen all season. Not even trying to be funny. Maybe I'm just not tapped in with the Bengals for real. They look straight, and that's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, CMC, he hit his um he hit the um the record the 17 um touchdowns games with a touchdown in a row but <clears throat> that was the most exciting thing they did i think Brock Purdy's been like they're really going to be on his ass they was on his ass last week they're really going to be on his ass this week they're going to keep screaming he's the system quarterback and there was a lot of just situations where the Bengals defense just crowded him like that that play they called an interception like it was that was an open touchdown if he could have just made that throw but instead, he flipped that hook, and phew, I don't know how that defender got that bitch, but he got that bitch, bounced it up, got it, and took that bitch to the house. And he well, had, not to the house. He underthrew, like, some easy, like, a first down curl route type of thing where he looked through all the reads, open, like, clean pocket, makes it to the fourth read. It's a wide open curl route on the outside, and it is towards the guy's feet, and, like, he can't make the catch, and, like, some people want to blame the receiver. It's like, bro, like, that's not a catchable ball. Like, why Why is that, like, five yards short? for? That's easy first down. Like, these are the question marks people had on Brock Purdy, like, to be able to – and he was – I'll give it to him. He was making those throws every fucking time. And for once not, – not, not for once, but now twice. And three losses in a row for him. He has five interceptions on those three losses. Like, that's not good football. Damn. You're not lying, but they better figure something out and figure that bitch out ASAP because this mighty team that we was all scared of at the beginning of the season is low-key getting smaller, like less and less scary. 
we should have seen it coming whenever they beat Dallas Cowboys and they had the fuck Dallas t-shirt underneath. Like they didn't dump the Gatorade literally, but like they acted as if that was the biggest game of their career. They had like shirts tucked underneath ready to go. And then since that win, 0-3. <laughs> now nah, shirts tucked underneath is crazy, but they'll figure it out. I think this defense is, the fact that the fucking Bengals hung 31 on his defense is pretty impressive. Burrow was doing his 43 rushing yards, and he was working the pocket. Like, there was moments where the edges were coming. Then we got Bosa and fucking uh, Hargreave over there. Like, And then he's cutting up in the pocket, buying an extra second and a half. And then when you have that extra second and a half, T. Higgins, Boyd, Mixon, Jamar Chase, one of them is going to be open. And that's exactly what it was. Now, I respect it to the fullest, but let's hope they can keep this up, especially for my fantasy team. And then for our last game on the slate here, Sunday night football. This is a game we said looked a lot better when people had the fucking Justin Fields MVP picks and bets and thoughts and prayers even for him. And exactly what it was. Chargers whooping the Bears 30 to 13. I told you take the minus eight and a half. Never in doubt. Justin Herbert, I told you take over one and a half passing yards. I think that cashed in the second quarter. Uh, this completely cutting up like Justin Herbert had with with nine fingers. Y'all didn't see one of it. He's got a cast uh, still and made it look easy. The Bears story came to an end. The rookie getting what two interceptions. The run game non-existent. Mostly, most of the yards coming towards garbage time anyway. Like Chargers just whooped that ass. Literally fucked them boys up it was never close even slightly and Justin Burrow just looked like a fucking monster you do end up throwing 40 passes I think it's crazy 31 for 40 I don't I don't got time to do the, the crunching in my head but that's pretty fine motherfucking Austin Eckler besides for his fumble he did every he did every he did a lot of great shit especially through the motherfucking um air Keenan Allen eight I don't know this team just like when this team's rolling, they got weapons for sure. They don't even miss um who's big dog that just got hurt, Mike Williams. Yeah. Because Josh yeah, Palmer like, came in and he's doing just fine. Yeah, but um but this Bears defense is kind of like they they forced I think they forced zero turnovers and got zero sacks. So it's like they kind of weren't really stressing these motherfuckers at all. They did get that one turnover with the fumble. But it was like it was my fourth, yeah, fourth quarter game out of reach. I think two and a half minutes left. Like oh, we, we game, oh four minutes left. Like oh, we did we, they, that changed the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but uh, the deep it is the Bears though. So I can't even say the the defense looked good, but it's also this is the Bears. Like Derwin James got an interception. I think Bosa getting the sack. Like, defense looked great, but it's the fucking Bears with this rookie. Justin Fields looked like he probably would be going to play next week for just his body language on the sidelines. Now, do I expect anything more out of the Bears? No. But do I expect more out of the Chargers? Yeah, because the way we were talking about how the Vikings were the, the best one-win team, the Chargers are probably out of the two-win teams coming into this week. They were probably the best two-win team. And now they're, <laughs> now they're three and four. People gave Dolphins some shit like, oh, the Chargers are not a good team, y'all, even though we beat them. 
because they only have two wins. I'm like, watch. The Chargers are going to end up in the playoffs or in the playoff contention by the end of the year. Like, they still got the weapons, and they still got Herbert. Yeah, and I don't think their record is too is too um stressful this next couple of weeks. They probably have um they probably have like one or two um who they got? They got the Jets, the Lions, the Packers, the Ravens, the Patriots, and that's up until no that's up until December. And then after that, the Broncos, the Raiders. So yeah, they probably only got they only play about like one or two more hitters all season. So this is a chance for them to make the playoffs and put a push together. Yeah, like this game, I mean, there's not much to talk about. It just like we said what it was gonna be an ass whooping, and it turned out to be an ass whooping. Chargers air attack. Hell yeah, man. That's the that's the slate, man. This was a pretty smooth Sunday. Yeah, it was a good Sunday. It made a kill on them props. I mean, I got to pick better because you're low-key running off with the, the record right now with the like past three, four weeks wins. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You could just let me run off with that thing. But if you didn't know, man, we don't mind telling y'all, man, that this has been a Totally Blitz podcast. I'm your boy, Kev Waterboy Savoy, a.k.a. Mr. J. We're in this bitch with Paul Pickham with him concert at Mayor of Bronco County. <laughs> um, no. Hey, man, and happy Halloween, everybody. Hope you enjoy your times. Have safe a safe weekend, man, and motherfucking, and make sure you fuck up some candy. But we don't mind telling you again that this has been a Totally Blitz podcast, and we out this bitch. Yeah, bitch.